Well, good morning, church. Friends that are here with us this morning in this room, and for those of you who are with us from your homes, um, I'm so excited to be here with each one of you this morning. Let's just pray together as we begin. God, I thank you for your presence with us this morning. And it's my prayer, Lord, that we would um, just sense that presence with us. Please help us to lay down our distractions, our worries, maybe even our excitements this morning, Lord, just to hear from you. Thank you, Lord, that you speak to us. Thank you that you are with us. We love you and we praise you. Amen. Well, this gathering this morning is truly one that has been years in the making. And it's one that has been on our hearts more prominently over this bridging season of the last year. As we've worked together as leaders and together as a faith community to create something new. And as we've learned along the way a little bit more about it, about what it means to be a faith community that is learning to live and love like Jesus. So as the bridge team last year and now as an elder team, we've been sitting with the question of what it might look like to call our community together around specific purpose and commitments for a specific season. And this morning is what we have sensed Holy Spirit leading us to. Together we've taken the last number of weeks to hear about specific vision for this year. And this morning we're going to have opportunity to respond to that vision and to those commitments. But before we do that, I'd like to invite you to look with me at another faith community in the book of Acts, the early church. Like us, this faith community wasn't perfect, but we can still look to that community for a beautiful picture of what a healthy, growing church can look like. So as the book of Acts begins, Jesus ascends into heaven, and the disciples, along with Jesus' mother and brothers, and a group of women who theologians believe included um, Mary Magdalene, Mary and Martha, and others, are all staying together in the upper room. They're praying and they're waiting. And then in Acts 2, we read about Pentecost, about each one in that room being filled with the Holy Spirit in such a way that the other Jews in Jerusalem take notice. And after listening to Peter's message, they too believe. So on that day of Pentecost, we read that 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. So, beginning in Acts 2, at verse 42, let's read together about this new faith community. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Version. They, these believers, were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instruction of the apostles and to fellowship, to eating together, and to prayers. 
A sense of awe was felt by everyone, and many wonders and signs attesting miracles were taking place through the apostles. And all those who had believed in Jesus as Savior were together and had all things in common, considering their possessions to belong to the group as a whole. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing the proceeds with all the other believers, as anyone had need. Day after day, they met in the temple area, continuing with one mind and breaking bread in various private homes. They were eating their meals together with joy and generous hearts, praising God continually and having favor with all the people. And the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were being saved. At first glance, when I read this passage, I thought, boy, these believers really don't seem to be doing anything out of the ordinary. They're eating, they're praying, they're following the teaching and instructions of their leaders. They're being in relationship with one another. So what is it that made this community so special, so exciting, so contagious? Well, a simple phrase that stood out to me as key in answering this question is found right away in verse 42. It says, this group of believers continually and faithfully devoted themselves. So before we look at what they devoted themselves to, Let's just sit with this word, devoted. It's not one that I use very often. I might say, oh, I do devotions in the morning, or maybe we might say someone is devoted to their job, or a dog is devoted to their person. But really, what do we mean when we say that? Devotion is love. It's loyalty. It's enthusiasm for a person or an activity or a cause. In this passage, the Greek word that is used covers the entire phrase, continually devoting themselves. I'm going to try to say it, but I'm going to butcher it. So if you want to know how to say it, you can look it up. The word is proskartereo, and it means to be earnest towards, to persevere, to be continually diligent. It means to attend, to give of yourself continually, to continue in, with, and to wait on. It's to give constant attention to. So these believers weren't just going through the motions of following rules and expectations at certain times in their day. They were excited. What they were doing meant something to them and in their lives. It made a difference in all areas at all times. So naturally, the next question is, what did they devote themselves to? So I'd like us to look for this answer through three different postures that this early church took. They took an inward posture, an upward posture, and an outward one. 
Inwardly, the early church was devoted to the body of believers, to one another. They ate together, they were generous with their possessions and their time, they did life together. We might even say that they had emotionally healthy relationships with one another. We also see a healthy upward posture in the early church. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They experienced awe and wonder at what God was doing among them, which led to their continual praise of God. These early believers lived in delight with God. And finally, we read, if we read a little into the text, we see that they also had an outward approach to their devotion. They not only moved toward each other and to God, but they moved toward the world. Peter's passion and his message right after Pentecost brought in 3,000 new believers. Verse 47 tells us that the believers had favor with all the people. So growth doesn't just happen without intentionality, without attention, without devotion. The early faith community had an outward focus. They lived their everyday lives on mission. And as we just looked at a few minutes ago, these things that we see the early church doing are not spectacular. They're not awe-inspiring. They simply faithfully continued in their devotion to these simple inward, upward, and outward postures. And then God took those faithful seeds and God produced the awe-inspiring fruit and growth. Verse 47 tells us, it was the Lord that kept adding to their numbers daily. And so as we look at what God is calling us to in all areas of our lives, and specifically in these three commitments for this year, I just want to encourage you, and myself too, that what God is asking us to do is not complicated. It doesn't take years of study or training to figure out. At times, it might be hard, and it will take intentionality. But God will give us all that we need to continually and to faithfully devote ourselves to him. And then we can trust him to produce the growth in our lives. Thank you so much, Tracy, for this message, this powerful message that reminds us of an earlier faith community, and I kept catching glimpses of us as a faith community today. And I was just really especially moved by, in, in the last parts that you were talking about, that for us, our commitments are to regular 
everyday intentionality and commitment. And God is the one who does the all-inspiring work. We don't need to muster that up ourselves. This is something that is released when the Holy Spirit within us does the work. The fruit of the Spirit that we talk about from Galatians 5, yes, there are things that we might be intentional about, but they are the fruit of the Holy Spirit coming out in us. So our commitment, our devotion is to God himself, is to allow the Spirit to fill us so that we can live into these awe-inspiring things of loving well, of taking delight in God, in, um, in serving others in a way that is beyond ourselves. So thank you so much for that message, and I'm I am excited as well for this day that we have come together to um, focus on a faith community commitment. So we are here with an invitation today to each one. We are inviting each of you to devote yourself again to God, to each other, and to God's mission in the world of loving our neighbors as ourselves. This is a special time for us as a faith community to consider God's call on each one of our lives for this coming year in relation to our involvement and engagement with this faith community that we call East Petersburg Mennonite Church. This is, what we're doing this morning is not about an institutional um, membership practice, but rather it is a relational commitment to God and each other and our neighbors. So this is something new that we are stepping into as a faith community. We haven't done this before. And our hope is that this will be a practice that brings life and encouragement to each one of us. And also one that helps us to be intentional and awake to the purposes and practices of being the church. So let's take um, a look at our commitment. So I'm going to show the next slide that's going to show the actual words that you'll be able to read. But um, this is what the commitment looks like on this large paper up here. And hopefully you um, saw the papers on the back table that show this as well. And if you didn't, you can raise your hand um, and um, someone can bring them to you or you can pick it up on your way out too if you didn't get to pick up one of these. So our our first section of our commitment, hopefully will sound very familiar to you, says, as a growing church community that is learning to live and love like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this is from our mission and our vision as a congregation, we commit to these three areas of focus that help us to live into our mission and uphold our values. And then you will notice the next three things are the commitments that we've been talking about. We talked about this in September as kind of a preparation for this year and then over the last number of weeks. We commit to God by living in delight of God, and this connects with our uh, value of worship. And we commit 
to each other by living into emotionally healthy relationships. And this connects with our value of community. And we commit to our neighbors by living everyday life on mission. And of course, this is our third value of mission. The next part of the commitment is about areas of devotion for each of us in the faith community and in our personal walk with God. As we looked at the early church this morning, we saw those things that they committed to, and while our church does not look exactly like the early church, we also have things that we are devoted to as well, and they are very similar to the first Christian faith community of Acts 2. So the commitment goes on to read, I commit to be an engaged part of this community of faith. I commit myself to worship regularly, serve actively, love generously, pray regularly, give faithfully, study the scriptures, and live a life surrendered to God as a follower of Jesus who is guided and empowered by the Holy Spirit. As we read through these ways of engaging, you may be asking yourself some questions like, so what does it mean to worship regularly? Does it mean that I need to be here in this building every single Sunday morning of the year if I'm going to make this commitment? The answer is no. This is not about perfect attendance. This is about a heart posture that prioritizes worship in our personal daily lives and as we gather together as a faith community. And so as we look at all of these areas, serving, loving, praying, giving, studying, and surrendering, the invitation is not to some kind of perfection or to some set way of doing things. They are all about a heart posture and an intentionality to be engaged in our life with God, our faith community, and our neighbors. So as you prayerfully consider for this year, be free from legalism, be free from perfectionism, and embrace the gift of making a commitment. The last words in our commitment are from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 says, Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. This verse is the culmination of the verses prior in chapter 12, which talks about the importance of each person in the body of Christ. The Apostle Paul, who was writing this and communicating to the church in Corinth that each member had something important to bring to the whole. He used the comparison of our physical bodies and how each, each part in our physical body plays an important part. And that if we're missing one, we are missing out. All is needed. And so it is in the faith community as well, the body of Christ. Each one of you are an important part of it. Who God has created you to be how he has gifted you is needed in the whole faith community. 
And each one of you has gifts that you are to bring not only to this faith community, but also to uh, those around us in God's call in loving our neighbors and living in mission. And so today, we want to celebrate that God has brought us together as a local church. We want to take seriously his call to worship, community, and mission. And we want to give an opportunity for each one of you to make a commitment for this year of 2022. So as I mentioned, I hope that you uh, got one of these. And if you don't ha didn't get it yet, you can still raise your hand and we can get it. You can also pick it up on the way out. But uh, we want to know that this is what is over here on this table. And it's just a larger version of that. And we're going to enter into a time where each one of you has an opportunity to come forward and sign this commitment as a way of devoting yourself to God, this faith community, and God's mission. And just as a reminder, as I said before, taking this step is not about coming to sign up for some official membership. You are not signing some kind of official contract. It's not a call to perfection. It's about your intention to commit. It's a posture of the heart saying, this is my desire. This is my priority. And this is what I want to be about. And so signing the document is simply a symbol. It is a way for you to acknowledge in an outward expression what is happening inside the intention of your heart. And so we welcome you. No matter what your age is, children and adults are welcome to come and sign the commitment today. And there may be some of you who are listening online and are part of this faith community and want to make this commitment, but you're not present to participate today. And we want to encourage you to reach out to, through the church office and to share your desire to make this commitment. And we're happy to sign your name for you if you can't um, come here in person, or we can make a time where you can come and can sign. We would really like you to be able to be a part of that. And there are people who aren't able to be here today who want to make this commitment. So we're going to have this commitment page available here in the sanctuary throughout the month of February for people to engage with that. And then we are planning to frame this commitment and hang it in the lobby for the rest of the year as a reminder for us about who we are committed to and what we want to be about. I also want to let you know that if you're here today and you're not able to make this commitment, that that is okay, and you are welcome here. You do not need to sign this commitment in order to gather with us and to worship and to be part of this community. It's just an invitation for us to be intentional and to engage. And we also want to give opportunity this morning for us to share together as a community around these three questions. How do you see God at work in our faith community? 
what has been meaningful to you about being part of this faith community, and what are your hopes for our faith community. During the signing of the commitment paper up here, we want to invite anyone who wants to come to share a response to one of these questions. And we want you to come and share here at this podium um, on my right. And that we hope that as we share and as we listen together, that this will be a time of blessing, a time of encouragement and connection for us as a faith community. And we did make a decision as leaders that we are going to go offline. We're not going to be live streaming for this signing and for this sharing time. Because we really wanted everyone to feel comfortable to be able to come up and participate and not have the concern that anyone in the world could watch me as I share maybe today and participate in this. So we're going to have some music that's going to be playing and we want to give opportunity for you to come and sign the commitment here and you want to sign your name anywhere on the document outside of the circle. So there's space all around. You don't have to sign in straight lines. You can sign where you want. Just sign on the outside of, of the circle where the commitment is written. And during that time, we also want to encourage you to come forward and share. We're going to leave this screen um, up so that you can see the questions. Um, just so you know, in case you've never been standing up front, there is a screen in the back, too. So you're going to be able to see those, uh, those questions back there that you can re respond to. And we want that to happen while people are signing. You don't need to wait until all of the signing is finished to come and share. So we want this to be uh, just a real open time for us to engage together. So let's pray um, as we begin this time of making faith community commitments for this year. God, thank you so much for your amazing love for us and for being at the center of why we are even a faith community. Jesus, we thank you that you have made it possible for us to live free and to live in joy in this life and the hope of eternal life with you. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your empowerment and your guidance in our daily living. God, as a faith community, as we make commitments this morning for this year to you, to each other, and to your mission in the world, God, I pray that you, as we are signing, you would really write on our hearts, God, what it is that you want to do in us and through us this year. We look forward to what you have for us during this time. Amen. <laughs>